0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Well, good afternoon to everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. and I appreciate people uh, referring the show to your friends and relatives. And so, because we've got a lot to talk about over the next few months, that's obvious. We have a very contentious and very important presidential election coming up. And there are a lot of issues out there that need to be discussed. A lot of them need to be addressed. Uh, very few of them are being addressed by really any of the political candidates, to my satisfaction. But, you know, there's one overriding issue, apparently, civil rights issue of our day, that has become of paramount importance to the left. And this, is, this includes the presidential candidates on the left, the left-wing news media, left-wing companies, like unfortunately the place that I used to love to go with my children, and that's Disney. A Disney World, we were regulars there going every other summer while the kids were growing up. Disney has gotten involved in this. Uh, the National Basketball Association considers this a paramount issue. And so, you know, it, it's something that we really have to look at. The civil rights issue of transgenders. Now... I don't know how many transgenders are out there. I frankly have only run across a couple of them uh, in my lifetime. I don't think they are an overwhelming voting block, But their rights seem to transcend the rights of everybody else in the country. And what are they demanding? What are the the laws that are passed by North Carolina and uh, they tried to pass in Tennessee? What do these laws do? Well, basically, they prohibit some male pedophile from putting on a dress and going into a lady's bathroom and flashing his junk in front of some little girls. That's the bottom line. That's what seems to be the order of protection here. What about the right to privacy to males or females to use the public restroom or even the, the restrooms and things like, places like schools in some privacy without drawing the attention of someone who claims to be what they're not. Now I don't care if somebody thinks that they're, they're, they're male and they think they should be female. That's their problem. It shouldn't be my problem. It shouldn't be the problem of a mother who is taking her little girl into a restroom and running across this, running across one of these males that has decided, well, I'm going to be a female at least for a few minutes so I can flash whoever, whatever females are in the restroom. This has become so important that it's all we're hearing about just about on the news except for the presidential campaign. The NBA has threatened to boycott North Carolina and not have its national championship game there. The or its All Star game, I should say. Disney has decided to boycott North Carolina. Now, what North Carolina's laws basically do is they say that if you're a transgender, that's fine. That's okay with North Carolina. You just still have to use the bathroom that is gender-related to you. The states are also under unrelenting attack from the same community, the LGBT community, over freedom of religion issues. With the United States Justice Foundation, we just recently filed a brief in the Supreme Court of the United States on behalf of the Little Sisters of the Poor. Now, those are women, nuns, who have an order that, as it says, help, help the poor. They have a religious objection to providing contraception services and morning-after-abortion pills to the female employees that work for them. The female employees, by the way, I haven't heard any of them express a desire for this But the federal government, under the Fuhrer and the White House, and the head of HHS, has decided that Obamacare eliminates this. And it doesn't matter if it violates their freedom of religion. They still have to do what they're told. The same is being done by the LGBT community when it comes to freedom of religion of people who don't believe, for example, in gay marriage. I don't believe in gay marriage. I'm surprised I haven't been banned from Facebook, although I don't make a lot of comments about stuff on Facebook. I do post my articles there. And I have understood from some people that some articles based on information I had given out have been banned from Facebook. Some people have told me that they try to post my article, and they once I post it, they try to repost it, and they're not allowed to do so. And we know how the chairman of Facebook feels. He's a, an avid supporter of Obama. He's an avid supporter of all things leftists. And finds freedom of religion, protected under the First Amendment of the Constitution, to be abhorrent to him. The whole liberal media seems to be taking the same tack. If you, for example, let's take the couple in Oregon that have been fined $135,000 because they have a pastry shop, they specialize in wedding cakes, and they prefer not to sell wedding cakes to gay couples. That is supposedly discriminatory. So... Gays can't be discriminated against for their beliefs, but Christians can be discriminated against for our beliefs. That's the way it's working in this country right now. That's the craziness that's going on. In the military, chaplains have been ordered not to say anything about gay marriage at all unless they support it. If you support it, you have freedom of speech. If you oppose it, you do not have freedom of speech. I don't know of anything in the Constitution that says the United States military members, particularly the chaplains, do not have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. But you look at what ha- what's happening today, and that's the case. If you say anything in opposition to gay marriage, in some places you can be severely punished. Take, for example, San Antonio, Texas, in my own state. They passed a city ordinance that basically said if you oppose gay marriage, you could not get a contract with the city to do business, you could not be an employee of the city, and you could not even run for office in the city. Now, that violates all different kinds of different sections of the Constitution. First of all, there's a First Amendment protection of freedom of religion and the First Amendment protection of freedom of speech. And then there's the clear provision in the Constitution that no religious test can be used to decide whether or not someone can run for public office in this country. Simple enough. You can't do it, period. But San Antonio decided they could. And Mayor Castro was a big push behind this, and he will probably be the vice presidential nominee of Hillary Clinton. And he is an open communist, period. I mean, you think Bernie Sanders is far to the left. Castro is even further to the left. And his brother now basically runs the Department of Urban the positive and urban development of this country. Because he's been appointed by President Obama as the head of that agency. And by the way, Hillary Clinton has announced that as soon as she's elected president, she's going to form a completely new federal agency. Apparently bypassing Congress Congress has the sole control over naturalization and immigration laws in this country. That's what the Constitution says. It specifically says that. It doesn't just allude to that. It specifically says that. But Hillary Clinton, she's going to follow Obama's lead. And the Constitution's meaningless. She's going to appoint a new federal agency. And what you want to bet, she's not even going to submit. because the Republicans still control the Senate. She's president. She's not even going to submit the name of the head of the agency to the Senate for confirmation, as is also specifically required by the Constitution. Now, what's this new department going to be, this agency of immigrant affairs? It's to design not to stop the flow of illegals into this country, not to vet the Syrian refugees that are being brought into this country, to see, make sure that they are not terrorists that are going to call, kill Americans. That's of no concern, to Hillary. This agency is going to be designed to help illegals fit into the communities where they're settling. And the liberal for parlance, what does fit in means? It means the communities have to change their laws and their beliefs to accommodate the illegals. They have to give them free food, free clothing, free education, free medical care, all sorts of welfare, and make sure they live a happy and comfortable life, whether they work or not, whether they commit crimes or not, it doesn't matter. I think I mentioned on the show last week that the highest crime rate in Texas right now is in the city of Amarillo, which is in the Texas panhandle, the northwest part of Texas. That's cowboy country. That staunch conservative country it was. Amarillo used to be one of the safest places to live in the entire country. So what's changed? Well, they elected a liberal Democrat mayor has opened doors for Syrian refugees, for Somalian refugees, for all types of Muslim refugees to come in to Amarillo. The crime rate has skyrocketed. And the mayor's response was, bring in more of them. We need more refugees, and we need to treat them better. We need to let them practice Sharia law. We need to let them flaunt the laws of our state, our city, and our country. Let's continue to let all this happen and everybody will be happy and content except for the women being raped by Muslim men. And, boy, if you don't think that's happening, just look at statistics in Europe. Why do you think the Europeans are turning against these refugees? Bernie Sanders, remember, talked about the socialist paradise of Denmark where everybody's welcome and everybody basically gets a lot of free stuff and it's a very caring society where immigrants are welcome. Not anymore. The Danes have had enough. We've gotten tired of women being raped by Muslims. They've gotten tired of Sharia law being imposed on the entire neighborhoods they have basically banned all new refugees from the Middle East from coming into the country. The same thing is happening in other European countries. It's happening in Spain. It's happening in Hungary. It's happening even in Germany, where they have rampant crime, where they have the, the... Syrian refugees and by the way there have been two instances where Syrian refugees have burned down the homes where they were allowed to live because they didn't like the accommodations they weren't high class enough for these people we'll talk more after the break
2: Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our constitution. Did you miss a show that you
0: really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you
2: like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross Case, the Arizona immigration law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So let's talk a a few minutes about the presidential election coming up. Uh, you know, you, you hear every four years this is the most important election we have ever had. And I think actually the most important election we ever had in the last century was the one where President Obama was reelected, despite the fact that he'd imposed unconstitutional money on us like Obamacare. But, hey, he promised a lot of free stuff. And there was a weak Republican running for president, establishment-type Republican, somebody who wasn't supposed to rock the boat, and Republicans lost. Now we have a highly contested race going on for the Republican nomination. Of course, I'm not allowed as, in my capacity, as executive director of a 501c3 corporation, the United States Justice Foundation. I can't endorse candidates. And by the way, that status not only makes us tax-exempt, but also allows you to contribute to the United States Justice Foundation, USJF.net, to contribute to us and be able to deduct that from your taxes. So that's something for you to consider. And when you make a donation to us, and we need all the help we can get right now because we're spending a lot of money, a lot of legal cases, and it's just going to continue to grow on us. And we have a very small small staff. Uh, I basically do... A lot of work myself, as far as running the, the organization, uh, we spend most of our money on getting people to do briefs for us and to pay for those briefs. And a brief of the Supreme Court is not cheap. Set aside the attorney's fees for a while, and the attorneys who work for us have to be paid. A lot of them work for a lot less than they would work uh, charge other uh, groups but they still have to be paid. And then you have the cost of the briefs themselves. The United States Supreme Court, you still have to give them printed briefs. At least 50 copies, just for the court. Not to mention the ones that have to be sent out to opposing counsel. That can get very expensive very quickly. So you can make a contribution to us, usjf.net, and it is tax-deductible. But back to the presidential election. Set aside for the moment the battle going on for the Republican nomination. Let's look at the Democratic Party candidates and what is probably going to be in the Democratic Party platform. What are the Democrats pushing for? What are the, the key elements they want if they are elected? Well, first of all, one of the key problems in this country. Number one, national security. Wide open borders. The fact that we know that ISIS cells are already in this country and operating. We had a terrorist attack in San Bernardino, California, just a few months ago. Fourteen American innocent Americans were killed, over 30 wounded by radical Islamists. We've had individual attacks all over the country. ISIS wants to hit us and hit us hard. They are trying to put together smart bombs. They have chemical weapons now. They are slaughtering Christians throughout the world. They're slaughtering Americans throughout the world. We lost 14 Americans in the San Bernardino attack. We lost four in the attacks on Brussels. We lost half a dozen in the attack on Paris. So international terrorism and the fight against ISIS should be paramount. In the minds of a lot of people, it is. Something else is paramount that relates to that is closing our borders, restricting the people who can come in, and making sure that if they come in illegally, they get sent home, and making sure that if they come in here particularly and commit a crime, that once they do their time for that crime, they are sent home. And back to their countries of origin. Now that's happening right now. And that is a great concern to Americans. And then you tie that in with the economy. Millions of Americans are still out of work. Millions have given up on even finding jobs. Wages have become stagnant for hardworking Americans. Unless, of course, you are in the privileged class where you are a solid democrat who either doesn't want to work at all or wants to do media work for high wages. Talking about the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Which by the way, before I get into that more, let me talk about the minimum wage. Fifteen dollars an hour. Bernie Sanders has called for that. Obama's basically set that up to gradually be put in for federal employees. Hillary Clinton wants it to go up to like $12 an hour. So they want to make sure that if you're flipping burgers part-time in a McDonald's, and I've got, you know, the kids that do that are great as far as I'm concerned. My own sons, that was the way they helped make money for themselves while they were in high schools because they were required to work. We didn't just give them money. All of my, my children were raised to work for what they wanted. But it was a new car. We might help them buy a car, but they had to pay their own insurance. They had to pay their own gasoline. So they all worked. Some of them work at McDonald's. Some of them delivered pizza. There's nothing wrong with that. But why is it that according to Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, and the left-wingers like Moonbeam Brown in California, Blasio in New York, that what you do in handing out food at McDonald's is of more worth and more importance than what the American soldiers do when they go into combat and they leave their families and they put their lives on the line. And the average American soldier, entering American soldier who is in training, who is not a non-commissioned officer, makes about $8.70 an hour. Think about that. $8.70 $8.70 an hour and then when they become veterans particularly if they're wounded or something like that the government basically says go away we don't want to deal with you we got more important things to spend our money on we got to provide adequate housing and food and everything for illegals coming into this country that's much more important to us than taking care of wounded veterans or veterans with PTSD or veterans with cancer That's why at Lackland Air Force Base in in, uh, San Antonio, Texas, there is a big housing facility for illegals where they are basically treated like royalty and receive everything for free. They don't have to sleep on the streets at night, but there are at least 200, on any given night, there are at least 250 homeless veterans who are sleeping on the street because they've got no place to go. So that's something else that's important to Americans. It's the immigration situation and the economy and crime in this country. The attack by the left wing on first responders, on police officers, even on firemen, trying to shut it down, the support of Black Lives Matter, which is a far-left communist group. Make no mistakes about it. They don't care about black lives. They don't care about the fact that under the Democratic administration, blacks are worse off now economically than they were before. They're not going to talk about that. What they want, the black lives that they say matter, are the criminals. The criminal element, the gang members, the drug dealers. That's what matters to them. And that's what the Democrats are pushing so, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to write an article in the next few days about the, what the Democratic platform actually is. What the Democratic candidates are really pushing for here. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, what do they want? Well, in response to the attacks by ISIS, the attack in San Bernardino, The Democratic knee-jerk response was to call for more more gun control in this country. Disarm the honest American citizens. Take away our right and our ability to defend ourselves and declare open season on us for the criminals. Criminals don't buy their guns through registered gun dealers. They don't fill out the form so they can have a background check done on them. They have somebody else buy their guns or they most likely steal their guns or buy them on the black market. But that's the Democratic response to any mass shooting here or anywhere else in the world, for that matter. Disarm the American citizens. Abolish the Second Amendment. That's the way we're supposed to be protected, according to them. The second paramount important dimension of the democratic platform will be to protect the baby killers at all costs protect the people who provide abortions in this country and the people who get abortions abortion is murder and facebook go ahead and ban me go ahead twitter and ban me i don't care I will sue your butts and I will come after you every way I can. Maybe I'll run for president. I'll back off on that. And there's no way I would ever win an election for President of the United States or anything else. Why? Because I say what I think of think. I say what I mean. I say what I believe. And what I believe is abortion is murder. There is no question in my mind that life begins at conception. Now we have the Democrats not only continuing to support abortion, they want to support abortion up to and at the point of the birth of the baby. They want parents to be allowed, or mothers at least, fathers don't have any say in this, to be allowed to take the life of their child. And they also want Planned Parenthood to be able to profit from this even more than they already do with all the federal money they get for supplying abortions, to profit from all this. By selling, the dismembering the unborn children that they had just killed, sometimes while they're still alive, by the way, and selling their body parts. That is a key to the Democratic platform. That is one of the keys to what they're pushing. Let's take our second break now.
2: Who is, or what is, USJF? It is a non-profit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama Eligibility Cases, the NDAA Illegal Detention Issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio is michael Connolly inviting you to listen each wednesday at 4 p.m eastern to my show our constitution
2: only on america's web radio watchdog is a term given an organization like the united states justice foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and when necessary taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights usjf
0: the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So we're looking at the Democratic platform and what matters to Democrats. Well, I mentioned that gun control matters to Democrats. Protecting abortion and Planned Parenthood matters to Democrats. The minimum wage matters to Democrats, except when it comes to members of the military. And then, of course, the Oakland Borders matters to the Democrats. That's why Hillary's going to create this new agency, help being in illegals. And by the way, we're being told repeatedly that the vetting process for Syrian refugees is an extensive one that sometimes will only take two years before they can be brought into the country. And supposedly the first family under this program, was actually brought in just last week. Give me a break. Everyone in their right mind knows it, but of course, liberal news media is not reporting it, that Obama has been secretly flying in Syrian refugees, unvetted, for months now, and settling them in places like Amarillo, Texas or bringing Somalian refugees in and settling them in Michigan and Minnesota. This has been going on for months, and will continue under Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Our border patrol on the Texas border, or our entire southern border, but I know principally about Texas because I know some of the people that are down there on the border, our border Patrol has basically been told not to stop anybody. Don't arrest anybody. It doesn't matter if they're coming across the border and they've got gang tattoos on their arms and their faces, if they might be drug dealers, if they're coming from Middle Eastern countries that sponsor terrorism or where there's unrest like Yemen, Somalia, Iraq, Iran. doesn't matter. Don't stop them. Do whatever. If they want help in getting some little city in this country, then that's what the Border Patrol has to do. Don't arrest them. If you do arrest them, don't send them back. Just detain them. And then resettle them. That's another tenet of the Democratic platform. And, of course, in conjunction with that, is protecting Muslims. Remember after the San Bernardino attacks? First of all, Obama basically tried to ignore it. And again, refused to use the term Islamic terrorism. But Loretta Lynch came out within 48 hours following the attack and said that the first priority of the Justice Department, of the United States Justice Department, that is supposed to enforce the laws of the United States and protect the people of the United States, her first priority as Attorney General was to protect the Muslim community in this country from reprisals to make sure they were safe not to make sure that the rest of the American population was safe not to protect us from the Muslims or from radical Islam protect protect the Muslims and by inference radical Islam from us and of course Obama has never uttered the words radical Islamic terrorism he refers to it as terrorism, and that's it. According to him, it's all the same. The domestic terrorism is the same as Islamic terrorism. But how much domestic terrorism have we had in the last few years compared to 9-11 and what's happened since? In fact, and this really stunned me when I saw this, was I... First, I didn't want to believe it was true, but then I checked it out and knew it was true. After the attack in Brussels, the French president made another speech indicating his solidarity with the people of Brussels and the government of Belgium. And while he was making that speech, by the way, Obama was dancing the tango in Argentina and sitting with a communist dictator, one of the most brutal in the history of the world, and doing a wave at a baseball game in in Cuba. Well, the French president made this speech, and the speech was posted on the White House website. But it had been altered. Two key words had been redacted from the speech of the French president. Totally taken out. Those two key words were Radical Islam. So the French and the Belgians, and even now the Germans, don't have any problem talking about what's really happening out there in the world. Talking about Radical Islam, talking about ISIS, talking about these terrorists who are killing thousands of people around the world. Mostly women and children. They don't have a problem calling a spade a spade, saying that this is what is happening. The President of the United States will not do it. Hillary Clinton will not do it. John Kerry certainly won't do it. That's the priority of the Democratic Party. That's their platform to protect the Muslim faith, to protect Islam. And it doesn't matter how many American lives are lost in the process. But let's go on to another key provision of the Democratic candidate's platform. Cutting the strength of the American military and changing the U.S. military from an elite fighting force that has been the best in the world for years to a shell of his former self that is a vehicle for social experimentation. Now, how do I mean that? Well I talked earlier about the chaplains who can't say use exercise their freedom of speech, freedom of religion, talking about gay marriage. We had a don't ask, don't tell policy in the military. There was concern about gays in the military, disrupting barracks and this sort of thing. (laughs) Excuse me. That was done away with by Obama, and now it's being actively pushed that if you're transgender in the military, you can dress as opposite sex. They want that to happen. They also want women to have full access to combat roles. Now, this is despite a number of factors here. Think about this. United States Marines conducted a series of field tests where women were put with men into combat squads, and they were given combat missions, simulated combat missions, universally, universally, The squads that contained all men were much more effective than the squads that were mixed. Why? Because it's a simple fact. Generally, men are stronger than women. They can carry heavier loads, they can move faster. Yet that doesn't matter to the military. It doesn't matter that the lives of all of these squad members in these mixed squads are now going to be at risk, not just the men, but the women. And there's another factor involved here, too, which is also being ignored. Women are going to now be able to not just able to volunteer to be in elite squads like the Navy SEALs, the Army Rangers, but they're going to reduce the requirements, physical requirements, for women so that they can have a better chance of passing. But women can also be forcibly assigned. If they're in the military, they can be put into combat units, like regular infantry or artillery units, put into combat units, whether they want to be or not. Now, how do the women in the military feel about this? Well, a survey done indicates that 92%, over 92% of the women in the military do not want to have active combat roles. They want to be trained to fight if necessary, but they don't want to be in combat units. They don't want to be on the front lines. Because they recognize their own limitations. And they recognize what that will do to the morale of the military. And they recognize that their first job is to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Not to protect the President of the United States. Not to protect his political agenda. Not to fulfill the fantasies of far-left politicians out there. Who want to see... Women equal. So they're destroying our military. We now have a military that, in a lot of aspects, is weaker than it was prior to World War II. We are not in a position to effectively respond right now to any serious aggression by the Russians or the Chinese. And, of course, we have a president that his only response to aggression is to apologize to the aggressors for anything that we might do to impede whatever they want. So we have our military being cut to the bone. Putting our nation at risk. Putting our people at risk. And the terrorists, they just keep rolling along. This is the liberal agenda, with one overriding factor, and that is we need to spend more money. We need to spend more money on welfare. We need to give free stuff to all of our college students, all those whiny little babies out there who are saying, Oh, somebody just exercised their free speech, and said they were going to vote for Donald Trump. Please provide me with a safe zone where I can go and sit and cry and whine because that's really upset me. Or somebody actually said something about the Second Amendment, and they said that they had the right to keep in their arms. Please give me a hiding place. Please give me a place where I can go and whine and cry and feel sorry for myself and get the liberal media to feel sorry for me. Oh, and by the way, let me do all this for free. Pay for my college for me. Don't let me have to work. New Gingrich was on Fox last night. He <laughs> said something that really caught my attention, and I love it. He basically said, yeah, he says, the idea is that you have these whiny college students out there who want to get free tuition, and they want Bernie Sanders to do what he says he's going to do, and that's legalize marijuana, and that way these whiny college kids, for the 28 years that they're in college and they graduate, They'll always be happy because they can keep smoking, smoke pot while it's going on. I thought that very well summed it up. I thought that very well characterized what many of our college students are like today. And we've raised them that way. And we'll talk more about that after the final
2: break. The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. and our Constitution. Whether cruising the Strip
1: in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the
0: pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of our college students out there today are perfect little Obama bots. They're the perfect little drones that the liberals in this country, just like the communists in other countries and the Nazis over the years, have wanted all their citizens to be. Uh, You don't have any thought of your own. You do what you're told, the government will take care of you. You don't you don't believe you have to actually work for a living, and you certainly don't want to serve your country in the military, and you don't want anybody to have be able to say anything that you disagree with. All of this is the way we've been raising our children. There's no longer any competition for the child. If they play Little League Baseball or they play soccer, they all get a trophy, whether they win or not. That's not the way things work in the real world. In the real world, you're supposed to compete, but not in the fantasy land that's being broadcast to these kids by people like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Bernie says, all of you are entitled to free college tuition. What's this free it's not free. Somebody's going to pay for it, just not them. You and I are going to pay for it. And that's a big deal as far as Bernie Sanders goes because he wants to pay for it by raising taxes dramatically on the American people. Now, one of the catchphrases used by the liberal Democrats and Mr. both Bernie and Hillary in the national news media is that they will raise taxes only on the rich. That's the rich are not paying their fair share. Well, some of the rich are not. The Clintons are a prime example. They make millions of dollars every year and follow a lot of it through their so called foundation. And then they take grants from their foundation, they take money from the foundation, the foundation pays for their travel. So those are the rich and they're avoiding taxes. But they don't mean those people. They're not talking about the elites in Washington, D.C., in the Democratic Party, in the federal government, in the news media, in Hollywood. They're talking about you and I. Their definition of rich is middle to upper middle class and then the very wealthy. Obama's proposals always talked about setting the category of a rich person. Small businesses had to be taxed at a higher rate if they made over $250,000 a year. Well, I that $250,000 that the business makes, how much actually goes in the pocket of the owner? Probably a very small percentage. The rest of it already goes for taxes and to pay for overhead, and to pay for all the government bureaucracy, all the forms that to be filled out. So, you and I are part of the rich, regardless of how much money we make. Bernie wants to tax the rich as high as 90% of their income. Now, he since backed off of that and said, oh, well, 75% would be enough. Well, the French are already doing that, the people in France. What's happening? All of the entrepreneurs are leaving. All the businesses are moving out. We are already losing businesses and have been for years now in this country. They're moving to China. They're moving to Mexico. They're moving to Taiwan. They're moving to Japan. Why? Because we have the highest corporate tax rate in the world. So the businesses, they're in the business of making money. So they're going to move where they can make the money produce their products, whether it be automobiles or clothing or electronics, produce their products in countries where they don't have to pay most of their profits away in taxes. Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton want to raise corporate tax rates. They want to raise individual tax rates. They want to take... Your money and my money and the money that we make through a small business, and they want to give it to the illegal immigrants. They want to give it to the Black Lives Matter movement. They want to give it to Planned Parenthood. They want to give it to not to our increase the pay of our soldiers. Heavens, heavens, no! They stopped doing that almost completely. They're not even barely, they're barely, barely getting cost of living rights. They want to increase the money that's going to federal workers who have medial jobs, which should be, like, according to them, making at least $15 an hour. So that's pretty much what the federal government wants. what the and what the democrats want and what they continue to want higher taxes lower wages for the middle class particularly the military free stuff for everybody who will vote democratic free stuff for everybody who breaks laws in this country by the way have you noticed a tremendous influx of criminals being put back on our streets by Obama. Thousands and thousands of them. 68,000 last year, illegals, who were released from prison, but not deported, as is required by law. We're talking about murderers, rapists, pedophiles. They were released and put back on the streets of our cities. Now Obama has broadened that to start releasing convicted drug dealers People who have, you know, he's so so big for gun control, but a lot of these people he's releasing have been convicted of using guns in crimes, like armed robberies, or drug deals. Thousands more are being put out on our streets. At the same time, he is going after our local police and our local sheriff's offices and our state police and saying, if you do anything to impede these people, we will look very carefully at what you did and probably prosecute you if we think we can get away with it. Enough is enough. There's a lot more going on with the VA, too, that I really don't have, not have time to talk about today. But we're uncovering more stuff with the VA. If you're having problems with the VA, contact me at michael at usjfmail.net. Remember, that's michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at usjfmail.net. Keep up with my articles on my website at www.michaelconnelly.jigsy, J-I-G-S-Y, dot com. It's Connolly C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, dot jigsy, dot com. There you can find out how to order copies of my book Constitution, which continues to be very popular among people because it explains. not just puts in what the Constitution says, but also explains what the articles and individual amendments and everything really mean. You can get a copy of that uh, through the website or through www.constitution.jigsy.com. If you go to my website, you can always find uh, also find out about the books I've written. The Mortar about my dad's unit in World War II continues to be very popular. In fact, there's now discussion of a documentary being made about it, and there's a reenactment group out of Pennsylvania that this summer at the big D-Day reenactment that occurs in Connaught, Ohio, is going to actually have a 4.2 mortar, which was my father's unit fired during World War II, and they're going to be part of the delayed landing, just like they were at Utah Beach. In June 1944. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be up there for that. I'm going to be there to, uh, people can buy my books. And, uh, but I'm going to be there to ask, answer questions about the unit because there's, as far as I know, only about two or three members of the unit still alive. So I'm going to be there representing them and I'm looking forward to it. But you can read that, find out how I get order copies of that book uh, through me or through Amazon or, or Kindle or Uh, Barnes & Noble, also my patriotic novel, Amageli, A Story of America, which is some uh, something the liberals hate. And I'm in the process, by the way, of finishing up another novel, which will be published hopefully sometime this summer. And then i also got two books, other books, America's Liveliest Ghost, and Riders in the Sky, The Ghosts and Legends of Philmont Scout Ranch, which is very popular among young people, and particularly Boy Scouts. So go to our website and also go to usjf.net, keep up with what we're doing, read the briefs we're filing in the courts, and help us support our veterans, support people in this country who are losing their constitutional rights, usjf.net. Thank you for listening in today, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.